Hey, this is John Legadakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a conference call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, get more traffic, and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here today. I'm here today with a special guest. We have Mike Sheila with us. Welcome, Mike. Thank you for joining us. John, thank you for having me on the show. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yes, it is. I think we're going to get a lot of out of today's podcast. We'll, Mike is a LinkedIn expert. Uh, in 2011, Mike began sharing his insights and perspectives on LinkedIn with audiences throughout Maryland. In 2015, he founded Mike Sheila Consulting to work directly with companies and sales professionals nationwide to help them find more customers and find them fast, leveraging the power of LinkedIn. Mike uses his experience to evangelize the value of LinkedIn and assist those in the job market wanting to find their dream job and get to the front of the applicant list. A resident of Westminster, Maryland, since 2005, Mike is a dedicated husband, father, and community advocate. When he's not busy presenting or networking, Mike spends time with his family watching um, lots of fun sports. The Orioles, which I've I've been told is a baseball team, the Ravens football, and the Terps basketball. All right. So for us Aussies, just letting the Aussies know what what all those teams are. I want to get started just to learn a bit more about you, Mike. Tell us a bit about your background, like where you're from, growing up, jobs you had, businesses, work. I originally am from New York. I grew up about an hour outside of New York City and moved to Maryland in 1991 to go to college. And I have been in sales almost since I graduated from college. My first sales job was working for the Combined Insurance Company of America, which was in 1996. People in your audience have either never heard of the Combined Insurance Company or they say, yeah, I've had one of those guys knock on my door before. They are one of the original sales companies doing door-to-door sales. When I worked for them, they didn't give us an office. They didn't give us business cards. They didn't give us a cell phone. They didn't give us a mileage account. They didn't give us anything other than commissions. Mm -hmm. And it certainly taught me a lot about selling. And then I got into technology sales in 1999. And that's really how Mike Sheila Consulting came about. Like so many sales professionals in the world – I was very good at picking up the phone, making 100 phone calls, setting two or three appointments every day, running seven to 10 appointments every week, making my quota, earning commissions, and going through life in a happy manner. And when the economy in the United States really started to tank around Mm -hmm. 2001, that methodology really did not work anymore. Right. And I started to question, what's a better way to find customers. And a friend of mine who went to college with me, he's a bit of a social media icon here in Baltimore. He sent me a connection request to LinkedIn. And this is back in 2005 when LinkedIn was still very young. Right. And like many people, I created a profile half-hearted probably isn't even the right way to describe what my profile (laughs) looked right. It didn't have, didn't have a profile picture didn't have most of my experience filled out, didn't have recommendations or interests or the, really the key components that make a, a vibrant and healthy 
LinkedIn profile. And a couple of years after that, I, I started using LinkedIn for research and I found more and more that it's a fantastic tool. And I made myself very successful using LinkedIn. When all my coworkers were dialing for dollars and just hammering the phones and making phone calls, I was reading the local business journal, doing research online, and in combination with LinkedIn, getting very strategic introductions to the right people for the customers that I wanted to do business with. Yeah. And what were you selling at the time when you were using LinkedIn the way you're discussing right now? You could throw a general blanket over it of technology, meaning I was working in the business-to-business environment. I was selling telephone service, internet access, managed services, professional services, security assessments, data center solutions, cloud applications, software as a service, platform as a service. I was very heavily embedded in the technology industry. Mm -hmm. And would you look for specific people based on their job title? Is that what how you targeted your LinkedIn audience? Yeah, that is one of the keys. And that's that's really easy to do. But one of my favorite things about LinkedIn is how highly customizable you can do a search. So for example, if we start with the title of CIO, Chief Information Officer, one of the cool mm -hmm. things about LinkedIn is it'll search both. It has certain heuristics in it that it knows that chief information officer and CIO are the same thing or synonymous. Right. And that, that would be my first search. And when I do that today, it's telling me that there are 115,000 people with CIO in their description. Mm. So then I can narrow that down a little bit to second degree connections. And what that means is that the person knows at least one person that I know as well. Yes. And when I did that, I got 11,000, still a pretty big number. Now, the next filter is, well, let's keep it close. Let's, let's talk to people that are driving distance or something that is much more convenient. So I put in Baltimore. Now I have 344 people, a much more manageable list. Mm. And I can even take that one step farther. I can filter by industry. I can filter if we share a mutual group. But one of my favorites is under the advanced tab, I can actually go in and I can plug in under location my zip code, which, which breaks. If you, if you look at a map of Maryland, it's broken into counties. And every county has clusters of zip codes, which identify basically where a person's located. And with that feature, I can put in my zip code, which is 21158, and then... I can say how far out I want to go. I can tell it to go 15 kilometers, 40 kilometers, 55 kilometers. So if I go to 40 kilometers and then I click search, my list is now down to 153. So I have a list of people that know somebody that I know that are within 50, within 40 kilometers of my zip code. This all makes sense, and that's that's fantastic because I I wasn't a, I've never used LinkedIn in the way you're talking about now. I've just recently really begun to realize the power of LinkedIn because I've been adding a lot of people as connections and then I've been sharing uh -huh. stuff on my status and mm -hmm. and the amount of people that actually view it, it's very surprising. 
and I'm also using I try to be, not not just create as many connections as possible, but really build relationships with people. So what I've been doing is uh, when when I go and look at my um, connections area, like on my app, on my LinkedIn app, on my phone, it'll tell me whose birthday it is, or if they've got an anniversary, or if they've recently changed their role. Uh, and when I when I say anniversary, I mean like a work anniversary. They've been in a position uh-huh. for so many years. You know what I'm talking about. I'm more for yes, um, our listeners, and and so I'll go in and I'll actually send a personalized message. You know, happy birthday, and I'll put their name. I'll talk because on the app, on your phone, LinkedIn won't put their personal name. If you're doing it on your desktop or computer, it'll actually custom. It'll personalize it, but on your phone it doesn't. And so, right. but I'll actually put in their name because I don't want to them to think I'm just going and clicking, you know, I actually am taking the time to see who the person is, you know, so I put happy birthday in their name or congrats on the new role in their name or um, the anniversary. And, and so I'm trying to build a relationship with people, not just create as many connections as possible, but actually, yeah, build that relationship. And I think it's fantastic. Like really LinkedIn, I think you can really build a relationship and really grow your network and and create a lot of business for yourself and get exposure and branding. Now, apparently, Mike, Tom, uh, th- there's a lot of LinkedIn experts out there. I've got, <laughs> I've got a number here that there's like 10,000 LinkedIn experts. So what sets you, Mike, apart from all the other LinkedIn experts out there? A couple of things. First, I don't think of myself as an expert. And I go out of my way to tell my clients that whether I'm working in a one-on-one coaching session with someone or whether I'm doing a presentation to 250 people, the first thing I tell them is I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru. I'm not a ninja. I'm not a black belt. (laughs) What I am is an evangelist in the truest sense of the word that I want to let the world at large know how valuable this platform is. That's that's the first differentiator. You know, people like you are kind enough to call me an expert, and I am grateful for that, but I never refer to myself that way, and that's one of my tips to people is don't shout out, look at me, look at me, I'm important. When you talk about pet peeves, the people that have their LinkedIn profile picture and on there it says, as seen on NBC, CBS, Oh, yeah, Fox. I've seen that. Yeah. So he, 95% of those people have never been on any of those television channels. <laughs> I, I think and, I usually think they're fake profiles when I see that. I think they're, they're not, not really. they're not fake. They're just disingenuous. Yeah. Another one. Sorry. Another one I don't like is when people try to look too business type, like they got themselves sitting in front of a laptop, maybe like, like as if they're typing something or maybe talking on their phone, uh, like taking, doing a business call. And I think to myself, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that as a profile picture for your LinkedIn. George George Carlin had a famous sketch back in the 1980s about that very topic where it says, I'm a busy guy. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's what they're trying to convey. And above all else, being authentic and being sincere and being passionate on LinkedIn, that's what gets you results mm-hmm. and what to finish it i'm yeah, sorry go ahead yeah so i was going to say mike what tips would you give to people that want to get the most out of this platform as far as 
the way they set up their profile, how they approach people on the network. What's some of your recommendations? Yeah, I, I have a top 12 that I go through. And anybody that goes to my website, MikeSheila.com, they can actually get a free report where I will review their profile and go through these mm -hmm. top 12 items. And I'll just and spell that out. I'll just spell that out for people as well that are listening. So that's uh, M-I-K-E-S-H-E-L-A-H.com. Yep, sorry, Mike. Correct. And I, I have a series of the standard 12 items that people need to do to enhance their profile. And then I have my top five tips and tricks on there. You know, a good profile when you see it, right? And so many people just don't look at their profile through that lens. My, my biggest piece of advice is who are you trying to attract with your profile? Use the language that those people would look for you. I love working with university students, people that are getting ready to graduate and enter the workforce, they, they so often will say to me, well, I don't have experience. I've been a waiter the last couple of years. I've been parking cars for the hotel the last couple of years. I've been an errand boy. I don't have experience. You don't have specific experience to the job that you want. That doesn't mean you didn't acquire skills. Show me somebody that's been a good waiter, and I will show you somebody that can make leadership decisions that can conduct a team and then can drive revenue and can be an effective salesperson. All that comes from being a waiter. Right. Being a bartender is great for customer relations, customer service. All of them have relatable skills. So what you want to do with your profile is depending on the career that you want, you want to craft your profile around the career that you want, not the career that you have. And yeah. you start that with keywords. I tell people, they want to come up with a list of about 20 keywords. And what those keywords should do is they should be the words that a hiring manager would look you up with. Or if you're a sales professional, you're an entrepreneur, what are the words that your clients would use to find you? You know, so often people put in their, their headline that they're the owner, they're the founder, they're the CEO. That's great. I, I have a very good friend. I love her to death. She's learning LinkedIn right now, and she just started her own independent company. She's been a very successful salesperson for north of 20 years. Mm -hmm. And her profile says CEO of the company that she founded. She's a solo entrepreneur. Can, can you call yourself CEO? Sure. What are you trying to attract with that? Are you trying to attract salespeople that want to sell you stuff? Because that's a great way to attract them. Instead, you've got 120 characters that you can use in that headline. Come up with words that your customer is going to look for mm. because that's going to help you move up the LinkedIn search rankings. I'm sure most of your listeners have heard this joke, you know, where do you bury a body? The second page of Google, because <laughs> nobody looks past the first page of Google, right? You type in your search criteria. If it's not on the first page, you say, I yeah. need to change my search, my keywords, because that didn't bring up the results I wanted. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really important point you're making here. And uh, that is, you want to make a show up for people that are looking for you rather than just tech, being technical and saying, oh, I am such and such CEO or whatever Correct. it is. Yeah. And on the sales side of the world, how many times have you looked at someone's profile and they describe themselves as a quota crusher for six years in a row. I achieved 150% of quota in 2016, 2015, 2014. 
who does that impress? Does it make a customer want to buy from you? No, not really. <laughs> no, it's it's probably going to turn them off because what yeah. it tells them is all you care about is the number. Yeah, I'm going to be forced to buy something. Yep, and I I don't know that it works particularly well with hiring managers because I've never had anything like that written on my profile, but on average, I get contacted by one new recruiter a week. And going back to what you mentioned earlier about how when you began using LinkedIn and you're using it to, and you gave us an example of CIOs and, and how to, to find them. Obviously, if you're looking for employment, you can use LinkedIn, but how would someone use it, like a business person, someone that's starting up a business, how would they use LinkedIn best to get more exposure for their business? What's some good practices and things to do, what not to do? Sure. The first thing I'll say is everybody is a salesperson. The challenge is there's a negative connotation to the term salesperson. A gentleman by the name of Daniel Pink wrote this fantastic book called To Sell as Human. I recommend all of your listeners read that book because it talks about the ultimate goal of selling is persuading people and moving them to an opinion. That's what being a good salesperson is, is being persuasive. And and I don't mean in the used car salesman, you know, pushing tin boiler room, Glengarry, Glen Ross motif that so many people associate with selling. I mean, real selling is identifying a customer that has a need mm-hmm. and then showing them how the product that you have fills that need to their satisfaction. And in that respect, we all have to do that. You have to interact with your boss. You have to persuade your boss that you can fill a need for them. That's called being interviewed. Mm-hmm. And we, we do it on a daily basis. That's the first thing I tell people is to, to embrace a sales mentality, not to become a salesperson and learn closing techniques and the five steps to a sale and, and all that nonsense. But to embrace that mentality of I am good at what I do I am confident and I am capable of really helping people that that's mm-hmm. step one and then from there LinkedIn is a vast playground of opportunity one of my favorite questions that I get from people is well you know Mike I'm not in a sales role which I already explained you are but <laughs> people tell me I'm not in a sales role And I'm not looking for a job right now, so what good is LinkedIn to me? And I have two answers for that. Uh, First, there is a national clothing company here in America known as Joseph A. Banks. They do men's clothing. They have 250 stores across the United States. It's a big company. And they happen to be based almost in my backyard, about 20 miles away from the house that I live in. And for years, I tried to crack into that company And I tried to get in front of their director of IT. And I couldn't. Man wouldn't return my phone calls. He wouldn't answer my emails. I tried contacting him through LinkedIn. He ignored all my messages. And then Joseph A. Banks was bought by the Men's Warehouse, which was their biggest rival. I want to say Men's Warehouse has about 350 stores. And they're based out of Texas. And Texas is a good distance away from Maryland. Several, a couple, couple thousand miles. And wouldn't you know it, shortly after Men's Warehouse bought Joseph A. Banks, many of the employees at Joseph A. Banks lost their job. 
And I'm sure they got severance or something along those lines. But most of them no longer had a job. And guess who reached out to me to connect with me on LinkedIn? The, the IT person that you're trying the to get IT, hold of? The IT director that ignored director. me for all of those years. Mm-hmm. Because he needed a job. That is the worst situation to put yourself in. To only connect with people when you need help. And then my other answer to what do non-salespeople use LinkedIn for is LinkedIn is your global mastermind group. And for those of you on listening today that aren't familiar with the idea of the mastermind, it's a group of people that have expertise in subjects outside of your expertise. And sometimes there's overlap, but more often than not, they're like-minded people that have different skills than you. And because of that, you can ask them questions about things that you don't know or understand, and you can get legitimate, positive information to answer your questions and come up with a course of action. Now, you can do that through individual connections. You can do that by sharing an update on your profile. You can also do that with LinkedIn groups, and that's my favorite piece. You can join up to 100 groups on LinkedIn. And those groups can be everything from a running club to a sports club, a nonprofit you care about. They can be based on location. They can be based on your local chamber of commerce. They can be based on just alumni associations. The, the reason for starting a group on LinkedIn are vast and varied. I did a little experiment earlier this week on LinkedIn with about 50 people. And somewhere in the thread, one of them said, hey, you know what? We should all start a group on LinkedIn so that we can interact with each other and network. 20 minutes later, I had the group up and published. Mm-hmm. Now those 50 people can interact with each other on a regular basis. But that becomes your global mastermind group. If you have a sales question, there are a thousand sales groups you can join. You have a leadership question, a technology question, a question mm-hmm. about a disability, a question about medical. Any question that you have, you can have legitimate experts in their field answer your question for free. Yeah, that's really powerful. How fantastic is that? So think about, you know, your accountant in your typical company and they're faced with an accounts receivable question that they've never faced before. Why not ask the experts on LinkedIn to get feedback? Yeah, very valuable. John, you brought up early in the conversation, you touched on three things when you talked about how you've been using LinkedIn and they're, You did a wonderful job of encapsulating what I call the ABCs of LinkedIn. Always be connecting, always be cultivating, always be customizing. So often I meet people at a networking event. The first thing I do when I go home is I look them up on LinkedIn. John, it was great to be on your podcast today. I really hope we have the chance to work together again in the future. That's the connecting piece. And that's also the customizing piece because instead of sending you the generic I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn. I customize the greeting. Now mm-hmm. you and I have met. So had I not done that, you would have been like, Oh, that was, that's Mike. He was the guest on my show. But yeah. if you want to connect with somebody that you don't know and you don't have a good introduction to you, darn well better have a good reason. <laughs> so customize that message and say, John, I was looking at your profile on LinkedIn I love what your business stands for. I hope we have the opportunity to work together in 2016. And you leave it like that. 
Because not most, if you got that message, more often than not, you're going to read that and go, oh, okay, I'll, I'll connect with that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Personally speaking, I'm 10 times more likely to connect with a person that does that than one that just sends me a generic message. And it's not just LinkedIn, it's email as well. So if yes. I ever get solicited via email and I can tell that they, they're not addressing me directly, that they've just copied and pasted something, I, yeah. I don't even read it. Yeah, what, one of my favorite email tactics when I was in sales, I would find a, a list of people and I would try to cluster seven or eight of them together you know, that were relatively close geographically speaking. And I could send them all basically the same email. I just had to change their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would, I would send them an email that says, hey, John, I'd love to buy you lunch in the next couple of weeks and talk more about your business. I did some research and I found the XYZ restaurant is pretty close to your office. So by picking a very, so I'm not picking like a generic franchise restaurant. I'm picking a local restaurant that the people in that area would know. And that makes it feel very customized. Even though I could send that to eight or nine different people because they're all within 10 miles of it. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last customization I'll do is my last sentence is, by the way, I looked at your profile on LinkedIn and, I find something. Yeah. They went to college. They have a cause they care about. They're originally from New York, but now they live in Baltimore. I find something that says, hey, I took the time to research you a little, and I found something that I think is common ground for us. And an important thing I think you mentioned before, which is something I've been doing, especially lately, and, and I definitely plan on doing going on in the future, is whenever I meet somebody immediately that day I'll connect with them on LinkedIn. Uh, Also, I usually see if they're on Twitter as well and Facebook and connect with them there as well. But especially if it's a business relationship, make sure I connect with them on LinkedIn is so important. And you gave us a really good example, Mike, before of how the the example of the CIO, how you can use, you use them to, when your colleagues, sales colleagues were up, you know, making hundreds of calls per day, you were able to use LinkedIn to find people, the targeted uh, customers you want, the ones you want to get in front of. Can you give us another example or maybe even a real life example of some business or or someone you're able to help, help them to find a lot of customers and have a lot of success getting customers using LinkedIn? I'll give you a real example that just happened to me this week. Mm -hmm. One of of my strategies is I like to do LinkedIn's long form posting, which is their pulse blog. When you look at your front page of LinkedIn, that's called write an article. And I could I could do an entire presentation just on the value of Pulse Blog, but for the for the sake of our time today, I wrote a Pulse Blog. Sorry, and, and, and oh, sorry, just um, once. So my understanding to, to put something on LinkedIn, I, my my options are, and I'm just sorry, I'm just looking at my LinkedIn right now. So I sure. could either add a status update or uh, an image. Yep, you have share an update, upload a photo, and write an article. And and you're talking about the third one there, the writing an article. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Great. Write an article is LinkedIn's Pulse blog. Correct. Right. So what I did with that was after I posted it, the nice thing about the Pulse blog is the moment you post a blog, all of your connections get a notification. So at the top of your screen is that little flag 
Yeah. And that gives you your daily to-do list. And it'll, when you scroll over it, it'll say Mike Sheila just published and it'll tell you the name of my post. Right. And then you as a connection have the choice to either read it or ignore it. I took it one step further. I, I sent a message through LinkedIn to 50 of my contacts that, I, that are what I call my cheerleaders. Uh, if you've ever read The Purple Cow by Seth Godin, he calls them sneezers. These are people that are very close to you and they're always supporting you and rallying you and cheering you on. Hmm. And their, their excitement about what you're doing is, is infectious. So like a sneezer, like getting a cold. <laughs> right. And I, I sent the list out to these people and said, hey, everyone, I, I'm trying an experiment today. I sent this out to about 50 of you. What I'd like you all to do is if you would make a comment on my post, like my post, and then share my post on your profile. Mm -hmm. And I'll, let, let's see what happens. And some very good things came out of that. Uh, first, I created the new group, like I talked about. I got, I got over 200 views in a single day, which mm. normally it takes me about a week to get 100 views. So the fact that I did that small experiment to get 200 views. But the best part was I did that post Wednesday morning. Wednesday afternoon, I get a voicemail from a, a lady that says, Hi, Mike, my name is Edith. And I saw your post on LinkedIn, would love to talk to you. And I call her back and it turns out that she is a friend of a friend. And that friend is one of the trusted people that I reached out to said, would you mind sharing my post? And she was kind mm -hmm. enough to do it. And she said, so how do you know Mary? And I said, well, this is how I know Mary. And she, so we, we bonded over that. And she said, okay, here's what I need. And she told me what she was trying to accomplish. She said, is that something you can help me with? I said, yes. And she said, all right, what do you charge? And I said, I charge $500 for a 90-minute session. She goes, do you take credit cards? I said, I do. She said, can you work with me on a Monday? I said, I can. She goes, great. Let's do that. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and, and, and that's the kind of result that you want. So – what, I'm, what I plan to do now is I have a little over 3,000 connections on LinkedIn. And every week when I do a new Pulse blog, I'm going to ask a different 50 people, hey, would you mind liking, commenting, and sharing this post? And I'm sure some weeks I'm going to get that great response again and some weeks I'm not. But because I have so many people in my network, it's not like I'm constantly bugging the same 20 or 30 people. Yes. Even people that have smaller networks, if you only have two or 300, doing 50 means once every six weeks, you're, you're asking the same people again. But mm -hmm. once you've done this, once you've gone through this, getting yourself north of 500 connections really is very simple. When you start to think about all the people that you used to work with, all the people you went to college with, all the people you went to high school with, all the people that you worked at the part-time job with, that's the thing. Always be connecting people that you are in your community, people that you volunteer with, people at your local church or synagogue, mm -hmm. you know, the things that matter to you. Look for those people and connect with yeah. them. And LinkedIn, too, it makes it so easy for you as well, because uh, if you, when you go to your my network and you go into the connections area, it'll actually recommend people for you based on who you're already connected to. So the more people, yes. the more people you you initially 
connect with, like you said, like you were saying, Mike, people that you know already, uh, business colleagues, uh, uh, friends, family, connect with everyone, and then LinkedIn will say, hey, based on what you've already got, connections you've already got, here's who else you might want to connect with, and so it just makes it so very easy. And they even have an additional feature that if you just want to get a massive new group of connections, you can even sync it with your Yahoo, your Gmail, or you can use your Outlook email, mm. and it'll send out mass invitations. Now, I'm not crazy about that because it doesn't allow you to customize it. Yep. I guess their thought process is if these people have emailed you, they know you. Mm. I'm, I'm a little hesitant of that one, but certainly LinkedIn allows you to do it if you'd like to take that opportunity. Yeah. Before we end today, and by the way, I really appreciate your insights. It's been very valuable, the things you've been sharing with us about how we can use LinkedIn. Is there any other thoughts, any final thoughts, Mike, you had for those that are listening today? The, the biggest one's consistency. I have people say to me, well, Mike, I'm not a salesperson. I can't spend all day on LinkedIn. And my response to that is you don't have to. To get your profile built and looking sharp, to do what I call passive attraction, you're going to spend two to three hours really going, you know, writing a summary, getting all of your jobs and your education correct and adding all the pieces. That's going to take you a couple hours. And then each day when you wake up, you have that little status flag. That's your daily to-do list. That tells you, as you mentioned, who had a birthday, who had a job anniversary, who had a new job. Somebody published a post. Somebody commented on your post. That gives you your daily to-do list. So you log in, you take care of that daily to-do list, and you can be done. And that should take you no more than 15 minutes. Yep, fantastic. Uh, again, thanks so much, Mike, for everything you shared with us about LinkedIn. Now, for anyone that would like to get their hands on that report that Mike mentioned earlier on in the interview uh, or would like to learn about more about Mike does or work with Mike, the website again is mikesheela.com, M-I-K-E-S-H-E-L-A-H.com. Again, Mike, thanks so much for being on the podcast with us and I also want to thank everyone for listening in. Thank you, John. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. As a way of saying thank you for being a loyal listener, I've got a very special gift for you, an exclusive report where I reveal all the tools and services I use every day in my online businesses, including the sites I use to get targeted traffic at literally pennies per click. It's ready for you to download right now. To get free immediate access to my online business resource report, head on over to johnslikes.com forward slash podcast. This is John Lagadaka signing off. I'll see you all next time.